0: Chapter 4 Raising Godly Children The fundamental role of a parent is to raise up their children to become responsible adults, instilling in them values and principles that would make them successful in life if they embrace and walk that path. The Christian parent must go a step higher. The Word of God clearly spells out God's expectations for us in Malachi 2 verse 15. He wants us to raise godly children. He wants more than good and well-behaved children. He wants our children to be godly. In attempting to fulfill this role, we must remember that we are only stewards and have been called to work alongside God in raising our children. They ultimately belong to Him, so the responsibility is a shared one between God and us. We must understand our role and allow God to do His part by not carrying the burden and attempting to force our children to be godly. We walk in obedience, following God's clear instructions. He does His bit in bringing the results. We must walk closely with God, seeking Him daily concerning His plans and agenda for our children and work with that. One of the greatest desires and expectations of a Christian mother during the active stage of mothering is to train up her children to be godly. Godliness is defined by the dictionary as the quality of being devoutly religious, piety. It is dedication to God. Practically, it is the expression of the nature of God in and through man. True godliness is not taught. It cannot be forced on a person, nor can it be learned. I believe godliness is a result of being filled with God so much that out of the overflow we see Christ manifested through our daily living. In practical terms, it is all about what you are filled with. In getting our children to be godly, our focus must be on exposing our children to more of God. The Bible puts it this way Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. As Christian parents, we can be assured that our desire and pursuit of godliness for ourselves and for our children is in the perfect will of God. We therefore have His backing and help. God will help us as we take this journey of faith with our children. Abraham did it, and so can we. Genesis 18, verse 19. A message preached by my pastor, the Reverend Awo Antwi, entitled Mothering for the Next Generation, really impacted me on the subject of partnering with God to raise our children. You can find this at charis.org. It will be a great blessing to you. The main ways of exposing our children to more of God include the Word of God, prayer, confessions and declarations, fellowship with other Christians, living an exemplary life, setting godly standards at home. The Word of God. The advantage we have as Christian parents is that right from conception we have the opportunity and power to impart godliness by speaking the Word of God over our children while they are yet in the womb. There are countless scriptures in the Bible concerning the seed of the righteous. Here are a couple. 1 Samuel 1, verses 21 to 28. Psalm 112, verse 2. Isaiah 65, verse 23. You can find some more, and right from conception begin declaring them over your seed by faith. The Word is life and spirit and it will go to work over your children. Set a particular time as a part of your daily routine to read the Bible and age-appropriate Christian devotionals and books to your children. Once they can read, continue to buy them Christian books to read and ask them to narrate the Bible stories and the lessons learned to you. This will help them to engage more with what they have read. There is a popular saying that children are like sponges that absorb whatever is poured on them. This is quite true to an extent. Right from conception through infancy and the growing stages of our children, if we build a consistent habit of surrounding our children with the Word of God, they will inevitably absorb it and eventually live it out. The more scriptures they hear from infancy, the more of God they will absorb. It is a fact that what you keep hearing, you will eventually believe. If you will magnify the Word of God in your home and make scriptures a central focus of your life and your home, then, according to scriptures, you are well on your way to raising godly children. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way. Deuteronomy 6 verse 7 The approach we are to take in getting the word into our children is through diligent teaching, that is, not casual or lackadaisical in any way. We can infuse scriptures into the activities and daily routines of our children. When we form a habit of connecting everyday activities with Christ, it becomes easier for them to see Christianity in a more relatable and exciting way instead of some boring religion. This will also help them apply their faith in every endeavor of life as they grow up. By so doing, we are gradually building a firm scriptural foundation and helping them form a Christian life philosophy which will set them up for victorious, successful living when they grow up. The Bible says that as we train our children in the ways of the Lord, they will not depart from this path when they are old. Proverbs 22, verse 6. You can teach your children who God has said they are. Teach them what God said about their health, schoolwork, etc. It will be in their interest if you can give them a biblical reference for every aspect of their lives. Even in leisure, the Word of God can dominate by deliberately choosing Christian entertainment, books and TV programs for them. For example, Superbook, Veggie Tales, Hillsong Children, Big Word, Connect HQ, Bible Adventures, etc., are great christian programs full of the word of god they could read other helpful books and watch tv programs but deliberately ensure they have more godly materials than secular we must be wise everything our children read watch and listen to are either taking them closer to or further away from god it is easier and better to get your children to like christian materials if you introduce them during the early years. However, by the grace and power of God, the Word of God can still break through, no matter the age of your child. Just be intentional and stay consistent, even if you face resistance. When you have done your part in teaching and exposing your child to God's Word, now rest in God and trust Him to bring the results. Sometimes you may not see the desired results as quickly as you want, but trust God and stay consistent. God is too faithful to fail. Prayer. Another potent means of exposing your children to God is through prayer. Prayer is a mystery. Nobody knows how prayer works exactly, But it is evident that prayer engages God in human affairs like nothing else. People at the brink of death received healing when they cried to God in prayer. Nations have been delivered from evil when they prayed. God hears and answers prayer. Praying for our children should be a daily habit. When we pray, we are inviting God to get involved, to do what we cannot do and to reach our children in places where we cannot. Pray for your children. There is work in their spirit that only God can do. Let God touch your children by continually praying for them and trusting them into his able hands. Only he can give a person a new heart and transform them to be just like Jesus. Apart from praying for your children, it is imperative to teach them how to pray by themselves. We can teach them using the pattern Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Worship Start prayer by thanking, praising, and worshiping God. Kingdom Pray for His kingdom to come on earth, then ask for His will to be done in the church, your neighborhood, school, workplace, city, and nation. Personal Pray for personal needs and the individual needs of friends and family Forgiveness Ask for forgiveness If there is sin, pray prayers of sanctification Thanksgiving Finish off thanking God for answered prayer and worship Him again This format will help them understand that prayer is not just for selfish requests. Instead, God's agenda comes first. It is crucial for them to know how to prioritize things God's way. Prayer will change you and mold your children's understanding of themselves and God in wonderful ways. Love Love is the most potent force on earth. This is not surprising because God is love. Love will help you raise godly children in amazing ways because love has a magnetic power of attraction. When you walk in love towards your children as God has commanded, not only do they respond to you more favorably but, more importantly, you set a spiritual law in action that actually gives power to your faith. The Bible says that faith works by love. If you want all your prayers for your children to work, then you better begin obeying Jesus' command to love them with his love, the kind of love that suffers long. I know that children can be difficult and sometimes very challenging, but if we want to see our desires of godly, fruitful children, then love must be in place. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says that the love of God is in our heart, so we are able to love them. Let us engage God's love towards our children by faith. Remember, faith comes by hearing, and faith works by speaking. So, to walk in love, abide in the Word. Especially those scriptures on love, such as 1 Corinthians 13, and Romans 5 verse 5. Read them and confess them. As you do that you will be growing in love by faith and giving wind to your faith. Recently I learned about surrounding and bathing my children in love during prayer. This means you lift up your children to God in prayer regardless of what they have done and declare that by faith you surround them with love and bathe them in His love. I assure you that this does something to God's heart, and He answers you quicker. Try it. It works. God loves and responds to His children when they add love to their faith. After all, love is the greatest. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. Surround your children with love and faith. Love is an irresistible force. Confessions I have come to really appreciate the act of confessing God's word over my family. The Bible says we are to speak back what God has said in his word. Hebrews 13, verse 6 The word of God in a believer's mouth has creative powers when spoken in faith and in the right context and condition. As children of God, we can declare things into being, using God's word appropriately. In Joshua 1 verse 8, God commanded Joshua not only to keep the word in his heart, but to speak it. Spoken words are powerful. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18 verse 21. Words definitely affect our lives tremendously. This is a spiritual law and it is defining many lives. The Christian mother who wants godly children must master how to use the gift of her tongue to wisely mold the lives of her children. The power of words is not only biblical but has also been scientifically proven to be true. There is a famous experiment that was carried out by Dr. Emoto, a Japanese researcher using rice and water. He labelled three jars of rice and water as love, hatred and neglect. He spoke kind and loving words to one labelled love, ignored the one labelled neglect, and then yelled insults and abusive words on the hatred jar. The plant that received nice, loving words gave out a beautiful smell, while the ignored and insulted ones got rotten and smelled terrible. This is a spiritual law and it works, no matter who applies them. Words are absolutely powerful. Jesus' words are life and spirit and they produce good things in our lives. When Jesus cursed the fig tree with his words, it died. Mark 11, verses 12 to 25. Words must be used right when it comes to our children. Many people have spoken themselves out of terrible situations and many have also talked themselves into destruction. I urge you, as a Christian mum, to use this powerful tool of your words to create the desired godly life you want for your children. One way of controlling your words and getting them to work for you is by asking yourself this question before allowing those words to come out of your mouth. Do I really want my child to be like this, whatever you want to say? If the answer is no, then just do not say it. Or add the suffix to everything you want to say. That is just how I want it. If that is not just how you want it, then do not say it. James 3 talks about the power of the tongue and how it steers the direction of our lives ask God to help you use your words more productively to bless and not to curse the fruit of your womb. I learned something powerful about accusing or judging people, especially fellow Christians. We must remember that we have a common enemy, the devil, who is roaming about seeking to devour anyone who gives him the opportunity. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. That means he is a fault finder who always takes pleasure in accusing God's children. The Bible also says that at the mouth of two or more witnesses, a matter is settled. Why would you join the devil to settle a case against your own child or another Christian by accusing or judging them? Rather, we must use the weapon God has given us to fight the good fight of faith. Responding in love is always appropriate in every situation. May God help us all. God has said many things about your children in the Bible. For example, in Isaiah 44, verse 4, he said, Your children will spring up as willows among the grass. He also said, The seed of the righteous shall be mighty upon the land. Psalm 112, verse 2. There are many more promises of God for your children. Search the scriptures for these and create your own daily confessions based on the word and declare them continually over your children. Here is an example of a daily confession for children. Thank you, Jesus, for my children. Then name them one by one. I surround and bathe my children with love and faith. God's mercy hovers over my children. The covenant I have with God in the blood of Jesus extends to my children and grandchildren, covering them completely. My children are full of the Holy Ghost, so they produce godly results and bear the fruit of the Spirit. Everything God gives to me, everything God gives to me, He'll give to my children, including peace and protection. I lay hold of God's plans and promises for my children by faith, and I call those things of change to come to pass in their life. I believe God for my children's deliverance and salvation. I put all of my trust in the Lord concerning my children and future grandchildren, and I'm filled with joy because I know they will grow daily in their love for God and serve Him all their life. My children will not veer from following the Lord and turning to the Lord. I believe God to hover over them always. My children walk in the consciousness of God's presence all the time. My children are taught by the Lord, so they are distinguished in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. My children keep my mind fixed on God always, so they have great peace. My children have the mind of Christ and they use it well. My children trust in the Lord with all their heart and they lean not on their own understanding but in all their ways they acknowledge Him and He directs their paths. My children embrace and celebrate their difference and uniqueness. They do not try to fit in with everybody but they are comfortable and celebrate who God has made them to be. My children are obedient to godly instructions. They obey promptly and quietly. My children are orderly and neat. They hate messes and love things to be in their proper place. My children are excellent academically and in everything they do, they always give it their best shot. My children are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. They spring up as willows among the grass, and they have an excellent spirit. My children are mighty upon the earth. They subdue the land and find favor in the land. The land receives them and works for them. My children are healthy. My children are blessed and supernaturally protected from evil. You can adopt or create your own Bible-based confessions and declare them upon your children daily. As you continue to speak what God has said over your children, you will be satisfied with the words of your mouth. As the Bible says, A man is satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 12, verse 14 Speak Life Christian Fellowship fellowship has an amazing way of imparting godliness there is a power in fellowship my pastor reverend david Antwi, has really done a great job in exposing us our church family to the truths of christian fellowship as he usually says your company determines what accompanies you association has a way of influencing you even if you just keep passive company with some people Whatever is on them will inevitably rub on you, be it good or bad. Joining the saints at a Spirit-filled church with your family will expose them to God in a very unique way. God's presence is guaranteed where His people are gathered. Matthew 8 verse 20 In fact, God is more focused on the church or the corporate body of Christ than He is on individuals. So, taking your children to church gives them the opportunity to experience God extraordinarily. Further, the workings of God through His Spirit are manifested in the church in a stronger way, and there are great testimonies of the reality of God. Some children need to see signs and wonders before they believe. So, get them into a Holy Ghost environment where miracles abound the impact of the church on children is truly significant. Church attendance has and continues to transform lives positively. In the ungodly world we live in, our children need to be continually exposed to environments where they are encouraged and challenged to live righteous lives in spite of the continuous ungodly efforts to legalize and normalize unrighteousness and sin. In the church, they see other children who are pursuing God, so they know they are not alone. The pressure on our children from the world is immense, and they need to know that they are not strange in pursuing God and His ways. In church, they make godly friends, and this can boost their confidence greatly. In the bid to raise academically excellent children, many parents have deprived their children of the very essence of God, by keeping them away from church. Children learn values from their parents. Therefore, if at their young age you instill in them that church is not all that important, they will grow with that perception of church, and this will only hurt them eventually. Of course, there needs to be a healthy balance, but never undermine the importance of church to your children. Church is more important than we can really comprehend. The Bible calls the church the pillar of truth. 1 Timothy 3, verse 15. Indeed, it is in the interest of your children when you take them to church. There is power in the gathering of God's glorious church. Set godly standards at home. Another way of getting your children to be godly is by establishing godly standards at home. When Christ is the center of your life and His Word is exalted in your home as instructed by Joshua 1, verse 8, you would build a culture of honoring God and His Word in your home. And naturally, your children would follow suit. What your children continue to hear and see, they will eventually believe. What they behold, they will become. Fill your home with God's Word, and let that guide you in all that you do. A Spiritual Growth Program I really believe that success in everything requires a deliberate and intentional approach. There is no such thing as accidental success. You have to be intentional about getting the results you want. Helping your children to draw closer to God will require some effort on your part. I suggest you put your children on a spiritual program. As the aim is to expose them to more of God, you could set them a target of engaging in some spiritual exercises, such as reading the Bible and praying every day. Every child is unique, so do not be rigid in your approach. Study your child and find what works for them. For those children who love reading, you could set a system for them to go through the Bible in a year. Have a quiet time every morning, pray every morning and night. Read at least one Christian literature a week and listen to Christian music. Others may just have to start off with a daily quiet time and stick with just that for a while. For such You can still get the word into them by ensuring they watch more Bible-based TV programs than the ones with secular content and listen to Christian audios. If your children are very young, then you can incorporate more Bible-filled activities right from this early age, and they will grow into it naturally. You can start small and then monitor to see how it is working. Be flexible enough and make amendments if your plan is not working. The aim is to get them to love God and to be influenced by God. So flow with what works for you and stick with it. Be ready and willing to adjust and change quickly with the different seasons and the needs of your children as they develop and grow up. The secret to having a good program for children is sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and consistency. Remember that the Holy Spirit knows your child better than you and He can reach them better than your efforts, so engage Him in your planning. Ask Him questions about your plan. Ask Him to help you and then listen to Him. Listen to your heart and flow with Him. Standing on God's promises, be determined that you will do all you can to help your children to be godly, And by the grace of God and the help of His Spirit, continue to stick with your plan and stay consistent until you attain your desired results. Family devotion. Family devotions are a great way of showing children God's way of family life. The family that prays together stays together. Set time in the day, or at least in the week, to pray together and share the word together. This is one of the godly values you can pass on to your children, so they will also incorporate it into their own homes when they start their own families. Model godliness in your children Modeling godliness is essential to children. This is one of the most effective ways of raising godly children. Parents are their children's greatest heroes and role models. If Christ is important to you, and you reverence him in all you do, your children will copy you. They will pick it up and will do the same. Pay attention to what you do, because your children are watching and learning from you. Note of caution. Inasmuch as you desire and are working hard at exposing your children to God to get them impacted towards godliness, It is necessary for you not to outstep your God-given boundaries. By this, I mean do not play God. It is possible that you may not see your desired results as quickly as you would like, but do not be discouraged. This is a faith step in obedience to God's Word to train up your child in the way of the Lord. So just do your part and leave God to do His. Godliness is not a state of perfection. Allow room for mistakes and bear with your children as they go through the various phases and processes. Believe God and he will not put you to shame. Raising excellent children. Active mothering season is the best season for a mother to train her children to be excellent. As the children are young at this time, they are more receptive and malleable So it is easier for parents to start training them now, when they face less resistance. Excellence is defined as the quality of being outstanding or extremely good. Excellence is not absolute in the sense that different environments, societies, cultures and situations have different standards of excellence. Excellence in one setting may be mediocre in another. Excellence is an attitude of giving your best. It is putting in your best in your given circumstances and with the available resources. In training your children to be excellent, it is essential to know the strengths and weaknesses of your child. Understand their uniqueness and know that God made them the way they are for His own divine purpose. Let this guide you in the approach and direction you take in this endeavor. In seeking excellence, avoid comparisons because you may actually be limiting your child or overly making unreasonable and unnecessary demands that could potentially defeat the whole purpose of getting them to be excellent. In the book of Daniel, Daniel was described as having an excellent spirit. This, I believe, is something intrinsic which enabled him to do everything with excellence. He wouldn't stop until whatever he was doing was the best. I believe excellence had become an attitude and a manner or approach with which he attended everything he did. We can also train our children to have an excellent spirit by teaching them to do everything with an excellent attitude. I believe an excellent spirit can be cultivated in two main ways. One, develop an attitude of doing and being your best in everything. When we train our children to endeavor to do all things the best way they are capable of, an excellent spirit will be emerging in them. Thus, we can teach them to ask themselves, Is this the best I can do? This attitude will always create the desire in them not to settle for less than their very best without putting undue pressure on them. 2. Instill an attitude of continual learning and improvement Continual learning is a trait of winners. In fact, it is a sign of humility which opens one up to the lifting of God and opens the doors for unlimited successes because you always make room for more if you are willing and open to learning new and different things. A continual learning attitude enables one to avoid the trap of stagnation and opens one up to greater inventions. Excellence can be achieved in all aspects of life. Having a spirit of excellence will enable a child to do all things well. How to raise excellent children All the promises of God concerning the seed of the righteous depicts excellence. I believe Christian mothers, as representatives of and co-workers with God, are meant not only to raise godly offspring, but also to raise excellent children. God has never been mediocre in anything, and his excellent attribute must reflect in everything we do, including raising our children. Let us now look at some points on raising excellent children. Have a plan. Successful people succeed on purpose. They do not just stumble into it. Sustainable success must be deliberate and worked at with a plan. You need to deliberately and thoughtfully draw up a growth and development plan for your children, customized to their individuality and uniqueness. Your plan must be well-structured. Children need structure. Remember, they are being molded into their destinies, so do not leave things just to happen. Children need to be monitored and taught to adhere to rules and boundaries. Decide exactly what you want to achieve. Find out how you can achieve it, then work it. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 9. Many people have done what you are trying to do. So do some research and learn from people who have succeeded in the area you're working at. Information is always great for decision-making. Study people and learn from them. The Bible is the first point of reference when it comes to excellence. Other Christian materials on excellence may also help in this endeavor. Model Excellence Children learn from examples more than from commands. Model the excellent traits you want to see in your children. Show them how it is done by doing it yourself. Do not demand something from your children if you are not willing to do it yourself. They are watching and learning from you. Evaluation From time to time, evaluate your efforts. Monitoring your plan is necessary because you need to check its effectiveness and make necessary amendments if need be. A weekly or monthly review of the program would help you track its effectiveness. Some things just take time, so you may have to continue to stick with your current plan for a while. On the other hand, if your plan is no longer working, it may not be suitable for your child at this time. You may have to change or amend it. Always monitor the effectiveness of your plan as you only want positive results. So do not insist on keeping something if it is not working. Due to the unpredictability of life, it is possible that at some time your plan may be interfered by the unexpected. The wise mother will make room for this and adapt or amend her plan quickly. Flexibility and quick adaptation are qualities of the successful do not be afraid of change progress and development occur when positive changes take place your reaction to change can either catapult you to higher heights or stop you in your tracks always choose a god reaction as prescribed in the bible and you will always have victory friendship a warm friendliness is very important in every healthy relationship Fear, hostility, neglect, or lack of interest are destructive to any human relationship. Effective leadership in the home requires a healthy, friendly, and peaceful atmosphere with appropriate boundaries. You want your children to feel safe and assured of your love and friendship, so they can always come to you and openly share their challenges with you. This is a wise strategy because if your children feel unsafe or unloved at home, they could seek solace from the world, which is a very dangerous alternative. The world is always ready with many satanic options that lead to destruction. Appropriate friendliness to your children will make you their confidant. In times of trouble, they will come to you instead of seeking an ungodly friend. One tip I've learned is never to act shocked when your child tells you something shocking that they have done. Learn to respond with understanding, even if you will have to issue some corrections. Your reactions to your children's undesirable behaviors or issues would affect how they approach you the next time. You want to keep the door open and be there for them as their help and guide. Many children have not been able to confide in their parents and rather sought ungodly advice from peers due to the initial response of shock they had from their parents. May the Lord give us grace and wisdom to be a refuge and a wise guide for our children. Correction The Bible says clearly that foolishness is bound to the heart of a child and that it is only the rod of correction, not necessarily a physical rod, that can drive it out. Children come packaged with foolishness attached to their hearts so if parents leave them unchecked, they will grow into foolish adults. If we are to raise excellent children, then we must be swift and skilled at correcting them promptly. Children when left uncorrected become a major source of grief to their parents and society at large. In correcting your children, you are to ensure they understand the reason for the correction. Otherwise, it will seem like abuse to them, and you will be perceived as unloving or cruel, which is not what you want. Love must always be the reason for correction. You must never take out your frustrations on your children. Always correct in love. The personalities of your children should determine the mode of correction you employ. The Five Love Languages for Children by Gary Chapman is an excellent resource for understanding the personalities of your children and what correction and reward systems would work best for each. You must correct your children. They will thank you in the future for doing that. Persistence A great deal of patience and perseverance is required in training children to be excellent. Patience is a virtue required for achieving any worthwhile goal. It does take a while to build excellent habits in children, so be patient. You will undoubtedly face their resistance, but do not give up. Keep at it, and you will see results. Remember, persistence breaks resistance. Consistency. Consistency has always been the mark of winners. In fact, It is the consistency of successful people that makes them successful. Dr. Mike Murdoch puts it in this way. Successful people do daily what unsuccessful people do occasionally. This implies that the secret of successful people is not really a secret, just that they take the same common knowledge available to all seriously and turn them into habits. That's the difference. Do not do something occasionally and expect it to work. Habits take time to form, and it is repetition that creates persuasions and then turns into habits. Be consistent with your demands, actions, rewards, and consequences towards the actions of your children. Very rarely do children do as they are told the first time. You have to keep hammering it in over and over again. Dr. Oral Roberts said, When you get sick and tired of hearing something, then you are only just beginning to get it. Our persuasions are born out of the repeated information we have absorbed. You will get the desired results if you consistently persist on the principles and knowledge you want your children to understand. Watch out for stress. In your diligent efforts to raise excellent children, you must watch out for stress human beings are not some mechanical projects so you cannot determine fixed outcomes at set times when trying to change behaviors or create habits people have their own will and make decisions that may be contrary to your desires this could be disappointing but remember your role as a mother is to teach and nurture not to change your child Allow room for disappointments, but stay consistent and committed to your training scheme. When expectations are consistently dashed, it could be frustrating, but refuse to get stressed about it. A better response to such a situation would be to run to the Holy Ghost and share your concerns with Him. Ask Him to show you what you are not seeing and what you should do. He is always faithful to guide us right be prepared to obey him and make all the changes he instructs you to do whatever he tells you to do just do it be flexible and adaptable and flow with the spirit he is the wisest and best guide anyone could have please do not over engage you are not God always remember that and give him room to work with you sometimes Too much worry is a clear indication of lack of faith. Worry is born out of fear, and fear is never from God. Do not tolerate fear. Switch quickly to faith by getting into the Word and God's presence through prayer. That is where you will find your answers. Trusting in God and working with Him with flexibility will free you from a lot of stress. Do not lose your joy in your efforts at raising excellent children. Handle it with faith and just stay consistent, flowing with God throughout the whole journey. You will find that not only will your children be blessed, but God will transform you in ways you never dreamt of. Let us partner with God in all our efforts at getting our children to become champions in life. God is the only game-changer. Indeed, without Him we can do nothing. John 15, verse 5. Free yourself from the stress. As you work hard, work with God, and believe God for great results. Some important principles necessary to be engraved on a mother's mind. It is not by might. Always work with the mindset that you need God in every way and involve Him in everything you do. Do not try to raise your children without Him. That will be a disaster. Build and develop a strong relationship with the Holy Spirit and walk with Him every day. Persistence breaks resistance. Keep at it. Do not give up if it doesn't work the first time. Try again and again. You must be steadfast in your approach as a mother You need a savage faith, a faith that doesn't take no for an answer. If you can stay persistent, the resistance will break. If you decide not to give up, the opposition will give in to you. Never turn back nor give up unless God tells you to do it differently. Repetition creates persuasion. What you do consistently eventually becomes natural to you. What you hear consistently, you eventually believe. And what you behold consistently, you eventually become. Let this guide you in training your children. Mind what they do, hear and see consistently. That is what is molding them. Repetition of activities, words and sights will create their persuasions and habits. Consistency creates attainments. Your persistence will eventually pay off. If you decide not to give up, but stay with it, you will see your desired results. Stickability. I like this term. Just stick with it until it delivers. The place of your spouse. Throughout this book, I have intentionally focused on only mothers for a good reason. I firmly believe that change in one's life must be one's own responsibility. Nobody can do it for you. No one has the power to stop you unless you allow them to do so. I want to encourage a mother to take charge of her world and make things happen because she really can do it. Take 100% responsibility for your life and create the changes you want to see. On the other hand, We must understand that God, in his wisdom, designed for a man and a woman to have children, which logically implies that it requires the two to raise their children up. I will therefore, at this juncture, encourage you to engage your spouse in your growth and parenting program as much as possible. In many cases, when women feel empowered, they tend to push their men away and think they can do it all by themselves. This is really out of order and a clear sign of pride, which really isn't necessary. Where your spouse is available, engage him and encourage him to grow and build with you. This is what God really wants, and it is beautiful. When your situation at home is not ideal and your spouse is not around, you can partner with God as your spouse and still make it work. I do not know what your home is like, But no matter what, you can change things by applying God's Word in everything you do. We must understand that due to differences in callings, work schedules, temperaments, and many other factors, situations in our individual homes will be different, and hence our approach must correspond to our unique circumstances some mothers may have very supportive husbands who are hands-on with the children and others may not it is possible that some husbands may be away most of the time due to the nature of their work or ministry leaving almost all the practical parenting work to the mother i am not called to judge or analyze situations in people's homes but i firmly believe that no matter the situation you are in if you decide to make things work then they will work. You can't force anyone to change but you can change with the help of the Holy Spirit. When that change occurs in you the effect will be felt all around and that is when real godly influence begins. You can decide to take whatever life deals to you and turn it into a great blessing if you go about it in God's way. Many have done it and succeeded you can make it too in the mighty name of jesus amen so how do you do this just obey god's word to walk in love john 13 verses 34 and 35 1 corinthians 13 verse 13 the love of god answers all romans 13 verse 8 1 peter 4 verse 8 1 john 4 verse 7 Colossians 3 verse14. If you have a supportive husband who is involved, praise God and make full use of His support to even go higher. If you do not have a supportive husband for whatever reason, know that you are still capable of being a great mother who can also go ahead to succeed in your other callings, because God is so much more than the best husband in the world. Abandon Bitterness Many mothers have literally aborted their destinies or have been blocked because of the poison of bitterness. Bitterness breeds strife. And according to James 3, verse 16, strife and envy invite every evil thing. You really do not want that. I understand that certain situations can be hurtful, but remember, the way you react or respond to situations will either catapult you to success or clip your wings. You can't control how people treat you, but your response or reaction to a situation is entirely your own choice. Allow God's love to heal you. Seek counsel if you need it and rise above your pain. Remember that time is ticking and opportunities may not always be there for you, so do not allow bitterness to stop you. Forgive, heal, and move on. You can make it in Jesus' name. Instead of complaining, dream about the possibilities of your success. Surround yourself with things that inspire you, especially God's Word. Journal your blessings and seek God for ways to rise above hurt and pain so you can dream again. If you will take the Word of God seriously and embrace it as the absolute truth, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 Then you will lack nothing because the Word has all you need to be fully equipped for your assignment. The Bible calls God a Father for a reason. Isaiah 64, verse 8 Matthew 6, verse 9 He can be the Father that your children badly need if their natural Father is not around or involved. In prayer, commit your children to Him and ask Him to carry you all. He is so real, and He will answer you in great ways, better than you could imagine. He is also called a husband, and you can receive all the love you need from Him. Isaiah 54 verse 5. God's plan for you is amazing. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And you can engage Him actively in your life if you commit to continual communion and union with Him through prayer and the Word on a daily basis. Know Him as a loving Father who is always for you and never against you. He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Hebrews 4 verse 15 He cares. What you cannot do, God can do. God can reach and touch your family in ways that you can never do in your own strength. So just roll all your cares over to Him, 1 Peter 5 verse 7, and rest in Him. Prayer is powerful, especially when powered by the Word of God and love. Do not allow bitterness to steal your destiny. Cast all your cares on the Lord. Talk to Him honestly about the situation and open your heart to Him so He can pour on His healing oil. There is great wisdom, strength, and power available to you in the Lord. You are destined to do mighty works for His glory. You lack nothing because the Greater One is in you, 1 John 4 verse 4. In Christ you are well equipped for all He has called you to do. You just have to tap into His limitless flow of grace through union and communion with Him. Walk with God and embrace the gifts of people He brings your way in the different seasons of your life and work with them. On your journey to success, know that there will also be seasons of loneliness and suffering. These seasons, though unpleasant, are very vital for your growth. Embrace them too, so you will be complete and well-balanced, lacking nothing. James 1 verses 4 to 6. You can do this with God's help.